welcome everyone to do well and do good. You're here because you have the desire to create financial freedom, but you also want to make a powerful positive impact on the world. This podcast exists to tell the inspiring stories of men and women who have achieved both, people who do well and do good. I'm your host, Dorothy Ilson, and I'm here to help you discover proof that individuals have the ability to make a massive impact. and welcome back to the show. I am so excited to tell you about today's guest, Dr. Ruben Rutland. He's co-founder of Premier Health Urgent Care, which is the first and only Black-owned urgent care facility in the city of Chicago, where I also live myself. So you know, before I jump in and tell you more about Dr. Rutland, today's episode is brought to you by Needles Eye Media, the premier media buying partner for seven-figure personal brands and other digital product businesses who are looking to scale with paid traffic. Now, I have a special announcement for you today because we are hiring at Needles Eye Media. So if you or someone you know has experience managing ad campaigns and may be interested in joining the team, you can send me a message personally to Dorothy at needleseyemedia.com. Now, back to Dr. Rutland. Now, after graduating from medical school, Ruben served our country in the United States Navy as a medical officer before going on to obtain more training as a surgeon. He completed residency at St. Mary's Hospital, postdoctorate research at Yale, and a fellowship in trauma surgery, all before going back to school to complete his MBA in 2016. Very, very impressive. Now, flash forward to 2019, and Ruben is one of three doctors who joined together in founding Premier Urgent Care, a business whose mission is to bridge the healthcare gap on Chicago's South Side while supporting their nonprofit that aims to curb violence and mentor at-risk teens. Ruben, I could not be more excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for doing this with me. Well, I'm happy, I'm happy to be here. You, you make me sound important. <laughs> well, you certainly are. And, you know, living in Chicago, it is always so much fun to, you know, talk to people who are really doing incredible things for this city, especially. So, you know, let's jump in and, and kind of go into your background a little bit. So, you know, what first inspired you to go into medicine? Well, um, you know, I, I was one of those weird kids. I can never remember a time not wanting to go into medicine. Like other friends wanted to go into be firemen and policemen. From the time I was little, the only thing I could say before I wanted to be a physician, I wanted to be a dentist because my uncle's a dentist. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to work in people's mouths all day. <laughs> so I actually changed at about the age of six. So I wanted to be a, um, a physician. And um, I just been working towards that goal. I was lucky enough to get to uh, some great mentors. I've been in a couple of situations where I was exposed to healthcare earlier. And that's kind of what Mike and I, who uh, my, the co-founder of POP, that's kind of what we want to do. We, with a lot of the kids uh, come from poor inner city areas and they see someone like us and they think, I, you know, I may never be able to have a position like that. And what we try to tell them is, we are just like you, just, you know, 20, 30, 40 years older. You know, what we want to do is we go back into the schools and we say, you want to become a doctor? Hey, come shadow me. Let me show you what it's like to be a doctor, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know. And a lot of students say, you know what, this is something I want to do. And they kind of start going off into that as a career. 
Well, you know, that, that was something I was actually planning on asking you later on, but, but we'll talk about it now. I mean, there's been so much media coverage around the opening of your business and the fact that it is the first and only black owned urgent care in Chicago. And you know, what you're talking about is, is really the importance of representation. I mean, if kids can't see someone doing, you know, what they want to do, it's hard to, to envision that for themselves. So, you know, what does it mean for you to be able to provide that for kids in Chicago? You know, that's, that's, that's just like our passion, you know, um, over Chicago, we also do it over in Gary, Indiana as well. You know, it's, 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 you could go into medicine, you can make a decent living, you can help people. But I think what our true calling is, you know, one thing that we talk to the kids about is giving back. You got to give back to your community or to those that's left fortunate because, you know, it's, it's just the right thing to do. Okay. Um, Mike, the, uh, the co-founder of Pop, you know, he didn't have a lot of um, people pushing him towards healthcare, so he kind of got around. You know, he came into it in a, a roundabout way. You know, he went to school for engineering first. Um, for me, I had uh, people, family members, neighbors that was either a nurse or in some form of healthcare that can say, "Hey, come into the hospital. You want to see what it's like?" and um, I just, I, I fell in love with it and you know, it's, it's my passion. And I just want to ex uh, show this to kids. We ha actually have, um, and I talk to my patients, I clear it with patients first, but we actually have high school kids come into the operating room. We have wow. high school kids who make rounds with us sometimes. So, um, we do a program twice a year where we bring them to the hospital and we show them what it's like to run a code. Mike takes them through a medical code. I usually take them to a trauma code. And, you know, a lot of them are interested, you know, the, and we put the pressure to them. Hey, you know, I remember we had one um, high school kid that was, um, uh, we were putting the pressure to us. Okay, your blood pressure is dropping. What you going to do? And then you just keep, okay, the, the pressure is uh, 70 over power, 60. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And it's like, you'll say the adrenaline you have now, that's magnify a, a thousandfold when somebody's actual life is on the line right. and some of them just like you know i can do it you know and other ones it's like i don't want to do that <laughs> so but at least it shows them and and also for the people who don't want to become physicians we have a program for nurses physician assistants you know um some people don't want the stress of you know of med school and things like that and some people don't want the stress of having uh, so much clinical responsibility but I think it's better to figure it out now than to put a lot of money in and then say, you know what, I don't want to do this. Right. Well, and I think it's a, it's a much more far reaching objective than, than even, you know, inspiring these kids to go into medicine, because if they come shatter you, even if, you know, they know that, that being a doctor isn't their passion, you know, that's not something they see for themselves. It's broadens their, just their vision of, of what's possible. You know, maybe they want to be an engineer or they want to be, you know, something else completely unrelated, but, you know, seeing what you've done and, and the life that you've created for yourself and the way that you're able to magnify your impact to give back, you know, they can, they can take that inspiration in whatever way they choose. Right. And that, and that's, and that's kind of what we're, we're going for. And actually we, we want to increase it where the reason we are just mostly focused on healthcare is because everyone that's in our orbit is usually focused on some form of healthcare. But we we eventually trying to get that to expand where we have lawyers, we have engineers, we have different people from different areas, um, barbers, um, anything 
to say, you know what, there's a better alternative than the streets, you know, give us a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, so turning back to your story, you know, during the introduction, I listed a number of incredibly impressive qualifications that you have in the medical field, but the accomplishment that really jumped out at me is your MBA. Why did you go to school? Well, so I'm trained as a trauma surgeon, and when they hired me at the hospital, my job is was to transform the hospital into a trauma center. Mm-hmm. And um, I know how to do the clinical side. And so I really wanted to do the business side well. And when I caught myself, been into meetings and uh, with the administration and they're asking for things like give me a pro forma or I said, a, a budget, no, a pro forma. <laughs> and, and I was, okay, what's the difference, you know? And so what ends up happening is I said, you know, I better go back and get some education into this. And so basically just like when i talk to uh, medical students and uh, nursing students i always say use the use the jargon use the vocabulary because that's the way you get better at it same way as for uh for uh, on business um for me going in there and coming up with a uh, an idea if i present it like a physician is presenting a plan a lot of times that gets turned down because physicians we, we think with our hearts this product that i'm trying to bring to the hospital is going to save hundreds of lives and make a lot of people better. But the administration doesn't see it like that. The administration sees dollars and cents. And so I went back to get the MBA so I can actually start speaking dollars and cents and not just speaking with my heart, speaking from a business standpoint as well. Absolutely. So where did the inspiration for Premier Urgent Care you know, come about? How, what's the origin story of this business with you and Mike? So it's actually three of us, uh, Mike McGee, Aaron Richardson, and myself. We all work we all work at the same hospital, Methodist Hospital, over in Gary, Indiana, and Maryville, Indiana. Uh, there, Mike is the chief of ER, I'm the chief of trauma, and uh, Aaron is the medical director for the ER. And uh, we were just talking, and we were just saying, you know, it would be nice to, um, to, to venture out. You know, all of us, Mike, Aaron and I have our MBAs, Mike has an MPH. And so what can we do to make a big impact in uh, different communities? And at the time, we were just saying, you know, urgent cares are becoming the, the new thing. Um, you get in the hospital, you get in to see a physician. You don't have an eight-hour wait like you would have in the emergency room. Uh, we're not in competition with your primary care physician. It's just, you know, if you, for the busy professional, you need to get in and out, get seen and back on your way. It's, it's the perfect thing. And so we decided to do it. Um, the opportunity came up. Mike uh, uh, knew the landlord uh, really, really well, Dr. Primus, and so we decided to do it over in, in Chicago. And but one thing we we decided on the on the uh, on the early front was we want to have Premier. Whatever we do with Premier is going to be something given back. And so what we said is once we start turning a profit, we're going to give you know probably ten percent of our profits to go towards our our um, our nonprofit organization. Project Outreach and Prevention. And what that does is that sets it up where we can actually go out into the community more and do more community-minded events. Mm -hmm. So in knowing that you wanted to create this really for-profit, for-cause business, what inspired you to create your own nonprofit versus you contributing that 10% to an existing organization? Well, working in in an emergency room in trauma, 
we see a lot of uh, people, young kids come in, gunshot wounds, stab wounds, um, drunk driving, texting, texting because driving and getting injured. And so we wanted to actually do something in our own community. Mm-hmm. And um, we just, this was an idea that Mike has had for a while. And I had an idea, but he was kind of a little further ahead in, in his planning stage. And so we just started put our heads together and said, hey, let's do this. And we just do this. It's something we're going to give back. And so um, next thing I know, we were uh, signing the 503C and saying, going out to people and say, please donate. And, and the rest is history. It's, it's, just, it's, been a, it's been a labor of love. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think it's incredible to see this larger trend in the business world of, you know, companies that do have giving back really built into the foundation of their business model, because, you know, not only does it, it, you know, it drives you as a business owner, I I would imagine to a large degree, knowing that, you know, with every patient that you're serving at Premier Urgent Care, you're also able to, you know, give back and and help these teams. You know, it, it creates a, you know, a, uh, just a passion and a, a drive in the business that otherwise. And you, and you, and you know, one of the things we've all, we're, we're, we're really big on, if we don't help our own community out, who's going to help us, Right. you know, and if, and you can't ask for help if you're not willing to help yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times is a, a lot of these, a lot of people, we come from similar environments and um, you know, I think we get a little bit higher street cred when we go in there and we say, you know, I was, I grew up on the West side of Gary. I grew up, you know, I, I know what you're going through. I know that, you know, sometimes it's easier to not go to school than to go to school. I know uh, different, different things are pulling you in different directions, but what we like to say is, Hey, you stay on this path. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be as exciting on as any other path, you know, that you might go on. But the one good thing, like I tell, I tell kids all the time, I said, you know, I make a decent money, but my money, I don't have to look over my shoulder for the police. I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, keep looking out the window because I'm afraid somebody's about to come and, you know, try to take, take my stash or my turf or something like that. And I was just like, when you get older, you want to sleep at night and sleep comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. And I I enjoy my sleep. So. So, you know, I'm curious, what was the biggest challenge for you three in getting this idea for premier urgent care, you know, off the ground and making it a reality? Well, we still have challenges. Um, we've actually just gone through our first year uh, at the end of October. And so we've kind of been looking back on different things. Uh, one, th- one challenge just was um, credentialing with insurance companies that we've been dealing with. You know, over in Indiana, they're, they're a lot quicker for some reason. Uh, we had one insurance company that took us a year of paperwork and back and forth to get credentials with. And so that's one thing that we kind of, that we kind of learned. Um, second thing is sometimes, you know, even though it's going to be awkward, don't hire friends. (laughs) Mm. Uh, so, um, but we had, we had a couple of friends that hired that we just said, you know, this is not working out and we had to go with the business side. So we've had, we had some challenges like that. Um, Mm -hmm. and the rest is just regular, you know, um, new business, uh, growing pains. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You know, I love that you brought up hiring because that is a challenge that, you know, that I have dealt with in spades in, in my uh, advertising agency. And it's, it's really, you know, I would say the most common pain point that I hear entrepreneurs talk about. And I think, you know, one of the big traps that we fall into is, you know, the, the idea of hiring the convenient person rather than the correct person. So, Talk, talk a little bit more about that. It sounds like you maybe learned that lesson the hard way. Well, we, we, we hired a person. Um, so we, we, we all have full-time jobs somewhere else. And mm -hmm. our premier is our, our, our um, labor of love. But to pay the bills, we have to work somewhere else until premier is up and flourishing the way we want it to be. So um, not cutting corners. We, have, we hired a person to kind of help out with the finances. Mm -hmm. to say, you know, you're our chief financial officer for hire. You know, you deal with the bills, you deal with things like this. And what it what was coming around, I got a phone call one day and someone said, you know, hey, you haven't paid me in so many months. And whoa, what? And come to find out, he was a friend and we hired him as a, we hired him but he was treating us more like a friend than like a client. Right. And so what we had to remind him is we're paying just like your other clients. So don't put us on the back burner. But he felt that, well, you know, you're all a friend. You should understand. Well, no. One thing we're very prompt about, we want to keep good credit ratings. We like to pay our bills on time. And we had the money. It's just that he didn't pay the bills and so right. once we got everything straightened out we separated on good terms mm -hmm. um but that's one thing that you have to look out when starting a business um yeah. just because um i see why people say don't hire friends and uh, family but what i say i put it this way i tell everybody when we're working together is that if this business relationship doesn't work out for any reason, you may not like me as a as a as a boss, or I might not like you in in your position. This is separate from our friendship. Mm -hmm. Business is business, and and if for some reason you have to quit or I have to terminate you, we still should be able to go out and you know go out for coffee or sometime like that. And mm -hmm. and that's and that's I tell that to everybody when we start. Mm -hmm this is a business and we have to, and we, this will be run as a, as a business. And mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes they like it. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Well, so I'm curious, you know, having three co-founders, there's obviously, you know, it's a lot of personalities. It's a lot of opinions in the room. You know, what is it about, you know, the three of you or about your partnership or your relationship that is making it work or on the flip side, you know, what are some of the challenges of, you know, having a, a partnership in that way? Well, I think what makes it work is we're all friends and and we we don't agree on everything. We don't we do not, but we respect each other to listen to the other one's point of view. We have a policy that majority rule. And so if two of us want to go one direction, the other person doesn't, you will cheerfully work towards that direction. And I think things like that makes it makes it uh makes it work. You know, sometimes we um, we have three, three doctors have three different units on the same thing. And so what we have to do is just kind of table it until one other person is happy with your opinion and then you can move that direction. But 
that I think that's one thing that's invaluable when you're going into business with somebody. You know, um, when I was uh, uh, in medical school, they was they used to when more doctors was in private practice, and they used to say, "Pick your partner well, almost better than your wife, because you may spend more time with this person than you spend with than you spend with your spouse." And and it's true. You have to have somebody who has a similar work ethic to you, uh, somebody who you know, our policy is, you know, you got to be truthful, truthful, you know, the worst thing you can do is I have an idea and you know, it's a terrible idea and somebody else knows it's a terrible idea, but you tell me, oh, it's great just because you want to be nice. I'd rather you say, okay, say it nicely though. <laughs> I'd rather you say it nicely, but that idea stinks. Okay. Right. And right. I, to me, I mean, to me, anything in my life that I had to work with a team and we, uh, we had difference of opinion, you know, whatever product we presented always was better than what one person could. could. Mm -hmm. But yeah. when, you have a, when you have a program that, you know, because people are afraid to tell you what they really think and then it's a bad idea and they don't tell you it's a bad idea and then that, that's, that leads to like an inferior product. Mm -hmm. No, I couldn't agree more. And I think one of the keys to choosing a successful partnership is to make sure that you have different strengths, right? I mean, if, if everyone, you know, who's, who's at the top is, is, you know, very strong in the same areas and very weak in the same areas, then that's just, you know, rife for conflict versus if you can find a partner who complements your skills, uh, that going to be much smoother going. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that's true. And that's us. Um, our CEO, Mike McGee, he is more the visionary. He is the one that we need to be. Uh, I want to be here in six months, one year like that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the C I'm the chief operating officer. I am more the implementer. You know, I have I have some visionary qualities, but for the when I mean, it's actually in a book I was reading too, because just and it, it was I'm reading more business books, and it was just saying, and this and it's, this is so us. The visionary is going to come in and have five to ten ideas a month. We need to do this. We need to do this, and they see big picture. As the implementer, you're like, wait a second, that seems too difficult to do. Let's hang out. Let's go with the low hanging fruit, and let's do this. Let's do that. And so I'm, I'm that guy. Mm -hmm. And then um, Aaron, he is the more touchy-feely heart of the, of the organization. You know, he's the one that if, the, if an employee is upset or had a bad day, he's the one that they kind of call him and talk to and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the pressure on you a little bit and, uh, and make you step into that visionary, uh, that visionary spot. But you know, my final question for you, Ruben, is you know, what is your long-term vision for your organization? You know, what do you hope to see this grow into? So we want to have several uh, premier urgent cares around Chicago, if not the state. And um, our, our 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 biggest goal is we actually want to put one in more of a poor underserved area. Mm -hmm. And this is one we want to have several that's making a profit. So one, we go in it knowing that we're going to lose, uh, lose money on it, but it's, it's given back. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I see premier urgent care. 
and Oc Health. You know, we're starting the Oc Health portion. We're starting to do drug screens. We're starting to do uh, drug tests and things like that. Uh, we're actually um, actually hiring a staff to actually go out to different um, job sites. Some of the job sites uh, requested instead of them coming to us, can we come out to them and do uh, drug screens? So we actually that's that's the more of our immediate future. So as we grow and you have premier urgent care and Oc Health all around Chicago land, all around Illinois and Indiana, you know, um, put some in a in a poor neighborhood that's that's going to give back and and keep keep the profits going. Some of the profits going towards project outreach prevention to help kids make better choices. Absolutely incredible, Ruben. Well, you know, I just couldn't be more grateful for you coming on here and, and sharing your story. And, and I mean, I think that your heart and the heart of you know, your co-founders just shines through in absolutely everything that you're doing. And so, you know, I want to thank you for that. And thank you for sharing this with us. Now, before we sign off, tell us, you know, where can people go to learn more about Premier Urgent Care? Where is the actual facility? If anyone lives in Chicago, how can they find you? Okay, so Premier Urgent Care is in Hyde Park. It is 1301 East 47th Avenue in Chicago. That's Hyde Park. It's uh, right behind the uh, Planet Fitness. And our uh, number is area code 773-891-2890. Um, we take, you can uh, go on to our website, which is premierucchicago.com. And um, you can actually... Uh, go into the patient portal and actually schedule your own uh, schedule your own appointment. So you don't have to wait in line when you get there. You can wait in line at home and then just uh, come in. I love it. Well, we will include all of that in the show notes as well. So you can check it out there. Ruben, I really appreciate you doing this with me. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. That's our show. Now, before I sign off, I want to genuinely thank you for giving me this gift of your time and attention. If you are getting value from the podcast, the most helpful thing you can do is leave a five-star review and share this with your friends. It truly means the world to be able to spread this message with you, and I'm so grateful for your help. So with that, I hope this episode has inspired you to go out there and do well and do good, and I'll see you back here next week. Music